Suddenly, the memory rushed back, the dark silhouette of a large man. She tried to scream, but before she could, he clamped something over her mouth and had dragged her from the car toward the gray van. The image of that dilapidated van was now sharp in her vision. The van, the man, he was driving her somewhere, but where, to her death? To an unspeakable horror that was too painful even to think about. She could hold back no longer. Panic overwhelmed her as she realized that her fate was in the hands of a stranger whose motives were unknown. She was trapped in a situation that was out of her control. Elizabeth tried to scream, but through the gag over her mouth, the sound she made was little more than a mournful gurgle. Mercifully, she passed out again. Right. <laughs> Whose idea was this? Mine. <laughs> Are you a Jessica or an Elizabeth? I can't wait till Jessica and Elizabeth murder each other. <laughs> Wolfields! So true crime obsessed, she's basically a detective. It's Elizabeth Gomez. <laughs> You're going to say Lady Dick. <laughs> she's our very own Lady Dick. It's Elizabeth Gomez. Her number one high school trauma was when she took Accutane and all her hair fell out. It's Adrian Gunn. It's a true story. And then I got this Meg Ryan haircut. It did not work. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take retinol. That was like my retinol is it's something now they use for like pre like to keep you yeah. from aging. But yes. back in the day, it just burns your face off. Yeah. <laughs> you just like be red yeah. and, and zitty. peeling and city and yeah, peeling. It's awful. Hey, and you know what? This is Wokefield. You're, you're meeting some middle aged comedians on Accutane, on retinol. And we're just going to tell you all our problems started with Sweet Valley High. Each week we read a Sweet Valley High novel and talk about how the most beautiful twins in all the land, Jessica and Elizabeth, completely fucked up our ideas about being a woman in America. Hey, today we're talking about kidnapped, where Elizabeth is kidnapped. We meet deaf Regina Morrow and Jessica once again standing in front of the mirror. Then we'll welcome Archie Jamjin, writer, performer, and the most beautiful Thai lady boy across Chicagoland to help us figure out who's the real maniac, Jessica, Todd, or the kidnapping orderly. I, I mean, that's a tough one because Todd acted a fool. But I'm super excited because then we're going to drop Archie right into the Sweet Valley universe in a new game that we invented called The Pitch, where we give him a Sweet Valley High scenario and he has to survive as the only queer person of color at Sweet Valley High. <laughs> do you think he can do it? I think, I hope so. Adrian, every time we read one of these books, I always think this book is super crazy, but this book is super crazy. This book is totally fucked up. <laughs> and you know, every book title is really funny because every book title, we're always expecting kind of an unfolding of the story. Right. So uh, when we did the one about all night long, we knew it was going to be Jessica dating an older man. Right. And so that all got kind of popped up in the front. Um, Secrets got popped, popped up right in the front with Enid hitting uh, a kid with her car when she was crazy on drugs. On Benny's. But literally, this is the worst spoiler ever because the title of the book 
is kidnapped. Um, but you want to read it because the title of the book is Kidnapped. I mean, if you look at the cover, we've got Elizabeth. She's shocked. She's in a striped shirt, and all there is is a hand coming, and he's taken her ass away. I will say, fascinating enough, this book starts off again with Jessica looking for an outfit and looking in the mirror, not with Elizabeth's kidnapping. Elizabeth is supposed to meet Jessica for this party of There's which party. she's looking in this mirror. We've got some new We've people got some new in people. Sweet Valley. Thank God they introduced a new character like they do in every single book we Look, ever read. We've got our first disabled person. It's true. <laughs> We meet just uh, we meet uh, Regina Morrow and Nicholas. Yes, Nicholas is Brother definitely and sister. Very rich, living up on the hill on a mansion, a seaside mansion. Yep, because you can't have a mansion in Sweet Valley High unless it's seaside. I no, would imagine you're going to be up on the hill, so you need to see the water. So anyway, they're having a introduce us to Sweet Valley party, which is like sort of hilarious. If you've ever like heard a of coming that? out party, like a right, not a cotillion. What is, what are those parties? No, they're like we moved here, so we're having a party. But I'm like, how did they even know who to invite? They obviously don't live in Chicago. Because there is no way you're inviting your neighbors over to your yes. house. <laughs> and these aren't neighbors because our girls live down at the bottom of the hill. The only other people that are up there are the Patmans. Remember? Oh, and Lila Flower. 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 Girl, her name Flower. is Fowler. <laughs> anyway, Jessica's going to a party. Elizabeth is supposed to tutor Max Dellen, bassist of the droids. The droids. But before that, she's working as a candy striper yeah. because this is their new job all of a sudden. Yes. All of a sudden, they're candy stripers, which I've spent a lot of time. I should have Googled it, but I assume that that's called a candy striper because of the striped uniform. But why were people wearing these slutty clothes to deliver magazines at hospitals? I also don't know why it's like candy striper. Well, because I think their outfits were red and white striped. Oh, back in the day. Like a candy cane. Right. Right. But in the 80s, did they even have candy stripers? I I feel like that, even then, that would have been probably All I know is when I read this book, even though this bitch was kidnapped, I I also wanted to be a candy striper. Also, let's be honest. How's Jessica getting a job in a hospital? It's a volunteer position, Elizabeth. It's not paid. <laughs> well, I've never been one. Anyway, let's get to the thrust of the story, which is... Todd arrives to the party where Jessica has left her sister once again. So yeah. she was supposed to meet her sister, decides she's not going to wait for her because she wants to be the first person at the party. Yes. Because she is lame. She, no, but she's she definitely wants that to get dick. She she's definitely wants get to get some dick. Nick, Nick dick. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then Todd shows up to the party and he's like, Jessica, where's Elizabeth? And Jessica's like, I'm going to lie to you because I don't want to deal with you. That shit was very weird. And look, you know, I think these books are very poorly written. Let's just say it. And it's like, they really wanted to make <laughs> the fact that Jessica went to the party early without Elizabeth, like the linchpin of like how this whole thing was Jessica's fault. It really doesn't make that much sense. I mean, you know, an orderly came and, oh, this was my favorite. He put a chloroform rag on Elizabeth's face, which is so 80s. I mean, on any, you know, you watch in Lifetime, everybody's getting that chloroform rag treatment. Absolutely. And they're yeah. always coming out of a van. Yes. So I mean, before before we get to that point, though, yeah. Todd it tells Jessica that he can't find Elizabeth. Jessica realizes yeah. Elizabeth is not there yet. Then Max, who's waiting for Elizabeth yeah. at his house for the tutoring session, yes. is like, whoa, where's Elizabeth? It's been hours and I'm still waiting for her. But I'm also reading. This is a great, great achievement for Max. <laughs> And yeah. so then he goes searching through but her wait, car. You've left out what she's tutoring him in. English. <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, who's writing these books? I mean, if you need a tutor, it's chemistry. It's, you know, algebra. It's physics. First of all, I mean, that's very ableist of you because we're not true. all great at 
English literature. Yeah, but I mean, like, who do you know? What I can't even name. Two, I bet you, I can't even name three Shakespeare plays. Okay, go. One's Romeo and Juliet. Done. The other one's about taming some chick. Then no, there's come on, the one, the the one about name. the head, the head being cut off. Okay, you can do the whole name if you know it's taming the shrew. There you go. Oh, yeah, and two. what's the Shakespeare play that Max Dellen is reading? I don't even remember because it doesn't matter. What the fuck it matters? It's <laughs> Othello. Anyway, Elizabeth. Does Othello sleep with his mom? I, I don't know. No. <laughs> I mean, that's where, you know. All right, well, I'm you would done. have failed English too. Done with that. Anyway, <laughs> Elizabeth, candy striping, goes to the hospital parking lot, getting in that Fiat, bitch. Mm-hmm. And in then, next thing you know, chloroform rag, over the mouth, into a gray shoddy van, taken away. And then, Elizabeth, we're... we're Somehow in Elizabeth's mind all of a sudden. And yes. Elizabeth is like, where am I? Where am I? Oh, it's well, so scary. I'm, t- I'm tied to a chair. <laughs> <laughs> she was definitely tied to a chair. She had a mouth gag too. Yeah. It wasn't she's tied yeah. to this chair. And then this guy, Carl, the old orderly from the hospital is like, I kidnapped you because you're real pretty and I like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can, we're definitely going to delve into the portrayal of our first mentally ill or documented mentally ill character <laughs> in Sweet Valley High. And he apparently is the only person in Sweet Valley High who lives in a shack with slatted windows and one light bulb. Right. And he had boarded up his windows. We're like, where is this? This property's worth fucking $500,000. Right. <laughs> like, what the People fuck? are going to notice, Carl, if you don't cut yeah. your grass. I mean, the Fowlers are fucking real estate developers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Carl, your fence can only be six feet up. <laughs> so he goes and uh, he's like, well, I took you. And she's like, well, that sucks. And, uh, you know, what do you, what's your next plan, part of the plan? And he's like, well, I got you some books to keep you entertained while I go to work. So Correct. no one finds out that I Correct. am actually the suspect to this kidnapping. Right. What, books what books did, did he get? get? Her? What did he get her? He got her a guide to investing. Yeah. He got her a children's, a children's book. book. What was the third? Mm. something equally as stupid yeah I don't because the, the whole point is the orderly can't read because he's mentally ill that's the best part <laughs> <laughs> we literally just choked jw <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part he's like i can't read so, I, so this I'm one has work. stocks on the cover i thought you as this 16 year old perfect size six all american beauty would be able to get into investing i'm also gonna say this i just don't understand as an order an orderly is a paid position Yes. Hospital. How does a person who can't read get a job at the hospital? Well, I think an orderly is like a janitor type situation. You're sure, like but you still got to know. Don't put the Clorox in the IVs. Look, all I got to say is who's who's being ableist now? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So then, this is very important. So, this is very important. Max Dellen, bassist for the droids. At <laughs> one point, we hear he has a bracelet with metal studs on it. That's how we know he's alternative. <laughs> so anyway, he's worried about fucking Elizabeth. He hops on his motorbike, which is just, you know, everybody in Sweet Valley has a motorbike. Todd has one, and now Max Dellen. Gets- and Elizabeth recently was in a motorcycle accident. Correct. Because so her parents did not want scarred. her on a motorcycle. Correct. So anyway, he goes to the hospital looking for Elizabeth, and he finds the red Fiat. The door's ajar. Next thing you know, he's ransacking the car looking for clues. I'm like, Max, this is a bad fucking idea. Right. Then like, knock, knock, knock. Who is it? Who's the there? Police, the police. The popo. <laughs> but because he's just a white guy, he doesn't get shot. They just arrest him. Right, that is correct. <laughs> he just walks away scot-free and everyone's like, Max, what happened? And he's like, his parents are like, shame. 
Yeah, and they don't want to tell anybody. Like, no one can speak to Max. And there's this whole moment where he's like a suspect for a second, and Elizabeth's kidnapping. Which, by no, the way, but everyone thinks no. Everyone thinks that he's not a suspect, except for Todd, who has a major right. dick swing moment. Right. Like, oh, right. I'm a man. I'm Elizabeth's boyfriend, so you must right. have killed her. <laughs> right. And um, we should also point out the entire kidnapping lasts about you know thirty six like hours. A day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, to the end of this is that Max Todd after to, after Todd hits Max. Yeah, they get together. They're like, we're stronger right, together. We're together. We'll save Elizabeth. You, me, and Jessica. The three of us are going to go to the hospital. Figure out this whole thing. Right. The police gonna, can't. Right. Police can't figure it out. But these three fucking bozos. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they're in the hospital, walking right. around. Max is asking questions. Todd's asking questions. Jessica's probably looking in the mirror somewhere. <laughs> And they go upstairs when uh, Max starts talking to this orderly. And as he's talking to this orderly, this woman comes through the hallway, who is Jessica. But Carl, the orderly, the kidnapper, doesn't realize it's not Jessica. But who is it, Adrian? He thinks that it's Elizabeth. But let me just say, none of this makes sense. So many things could have been solved. Why is Jessica also a candy striper? How about just have one? I mean, like, if there were two hot blonde trends running around this hospital and this orderly has decided he loves Elizabeth, like, he would know that she's a twin. But well, you think that they you think they'd be drinking tea in the right. the, in the like lunch room or you maybe like Jessica changing beds not, together? You know, Jessica's not candy striping without Elizabeth at her side. One hundred percent. Yes. So then he, Carl's like, "Oh no, Elizabeth, how did you escape?" And Jessica's like, "He what a oh, dummy! I, right? <laughs> what a dummy! Why would she come to the hospital if she had escaped your shack? Right? It would be the police department you go to. I mean, none of this makes any sense. But he's mentally ill, so you know, it's a we'll give it to him. Right. <laughs> Um, and then he's like, what's going on? And she's Jessica realizes that he, he thinks that she's Elizabeth. Obviously. So he's, she's like, I will keep this a secret and says to him, well, Carl, I escaped because I missed you. Yeah. I mean, literally none of this makes any fucking sense at all. Like, why is she playing along? Why is no one screaming? Police, police, police. Like, what the fuck is I know, happening? It's super crazy. And then he, Carl then confesses the whole thing right. to Jessica, who he thinks is Elizabeth. Why does he have to tell Elizabeth what she's just literally been through? I don't know. Literally, all that matters is when you get picked up from being kidnapped, it's time for a house party. <laughs> We're excited to have Archie Jamjin, a writer, storyteller, and occasional Mulan impersonator. He's won the Moth, runs an LGBTQIA plus storytelling show called Outspoken, also a podcast. You can listen to it on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and whatever other places you get podcasts. And not to mention, he's very, very pretty. Welcome, Archie. Hi, Elizabeth and Adrian. Thanks for having me here. We're super excited to have you. So this is the first time I understand that you've even heard of Sweet Valley High. Well, I'd heard of it before. I think my sister read like one book, maybe, or maybe she was supposed to read them. Uh, But yeah, this is the first time I read one of these books. And I'm kind of hooked. I'm like, (laughs) I think it's kind of perfect for the pandemic. I don't know. I there's not a lot of thinking involved. Who is horrible is very clear. You know, not a lot of questions in this age of like wondering about everything. Here's Sweet Valley High with such, you know, good and evil clearly defined for us. Yes. And by the way, the drama. Oh, I mean, like, it's like real housewives of everything, right? Is this like the original <laughs> format for it? 
For sure. That's I a also, to be actually. <laughs> that's probably, you're probably right. I also love that you texted me the other night and you're like, this is the greatest book to read when you're stoned. <laughs> I know because, you know, I love to read. So I do a lot of reading in the morning, but by the time, you know, five or six comes around, a girl needs a joint. And like, what do you, <laughs> what do you read after that? You know, I can't remember anything. So this is perfect. Like, <laughs> Right, because you, you literally don't have to remember anything. One, two, three. They're almost pictures when you read it. So. <laughs> but Archie, tell me, who was your favorite Sweet Valley character? Who is my favorite? I mean, Jessica is a lot to love. I know she's probably <laughs> the horrible person. But if you're going to like learn how to get through life and get what you want, you mm-hmm. might as well listen to Jessica. I I'm agree. sure she's going to get her comeuppance one day when she's like 70 or something. I also like um, <laughs> the guy in the rock band, Max. Oh, yeah. Max Dellen. Did you curious. did you clock his uh, black bracelet with the metal studs? The metal on it? studs. I was too busy looking at other things, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any descriptions of Max's dick. But I, I also imagination love of a high school kid. I'm going to hell now. Great. Fictional high school. Well, it's it's you're in the universe, so we're just imagining we're all teenagers. Honestly. Well, Max Dellen is right, what probably right. like 50 years old now. He's definitely too old for high school. <laughs> so let's start talking about the book, Archie. Uh, first of all, can I ask you, have you ever been kidnapped? Um, why did I have to think about that? Uh, no, I have not been kidnapped. <laughs> I wondered too. I was like, oh shit. Maybe like, there's I a have reason. a story about being kidnapped by drag queens when I was little. Uh, we were in Thailand and my parents took us to our first drag show, uh, like you do with your kids. And uh, my aunt, who's very mischievous, told me that uh, the drag queens like kidnap little boys and make them become women. And so I went into the drag show like terrified. I wouldn't drink the orange juice because I thought it was poisoned. <laughs> and then when one of them came on the crowd, I like leaped over 10 people and like, so a fear of getting kidnapped, but not actually kidnapped yet. Listen, I just want to say that that story would have made a much better book. <laughs> <laughs> Please write this book. I know. I'm like, I'm so into baby Archie, like running away from a bunch of drag queens. And I now, know, now like you would never do that. Running from my future is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about the whole kidnapping scenario? Um, you know, Carl reminded me a lot of Lenny from Of Mice and Men. I don't know if anyone else got that vibe. Yes. Um, you know, poor Elizabeth. I mean, <laughs> I don't know the whole series, but does this happen to her? Like, like she had a motorcycle accident and forgot her identity. And that now wasn't a previous one. By an orderly at her yes. job who like yes. just wants to love her. Like, yes. um, there's something very Shrek going on as well. I don't <laughs> I will say, I thought it was interesting that um, Elizabeth's primary emotion during her ordeal was loneliness. I thought it was more interesting that she was like, I'm kidnapped. And I also think that my sister is probably mad at me because I was late for picking her up for this party. Well, why would you think that that was interesting? That was exactly how codependent See, Elizabeth I- is. I think the narrative's got a thing for Jessica because Jessica gets to have all the fun. I mean, I'm basing this off of one book. No, that's correct. uh, Elizabeth (laughs) basically stays in the basement and then the cabin the whole time. She's kidnapped the whole time. She doesn't even, and then she comes out to like realize her sister has not changed at all and is still a horrible person. (laughs) 
What? Yeah, but she loves her anyway. And then they have a party. Golden. I don't. I mean, it's but it's super crazy to be like I'm kidnapped and I'm tied to a chair, and all I can think about is my sister Jessica and loneliness. She kept being like an overwhelming feeling of loneliness. She was so lonely. And I kept thinking like if I was kidnapped and tied to a chair, would my top (laughs) feeling be like, hmm, wish I had a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she does. She does explore one of my favorite feelings because I do think that if I were kidnapped, uh, I would feel this way, which is dang, I'm hungry. (laughs) She does do that. Carl comes back with a burger and fries and she devours. She houses it. I mean, those pancakes in the beginning, too. Oh, yeah. That was very, like, in-depth scene work and detail on the frozen pancakes that he made her. And then, by the way, cut up and fed to her with a fork. And they're also small, so I'm not sure why he has to cut them up. But listen, I just want to say, I feel like this kidnapping was a very cliched kidnapping, right? You had the chloroform rag. You had the The van. van. You had the shack. You had the feeding the single life like a scooby-doo like episode (laughs) (laughs) the orderly does not know there's a twin and there's jessica jessica saved the day just by looking like jessica of course (laughs) (laughs) which is the most insane thing because it's like you know twins are twins but also there are things that definitely make you them stand out separately you know we just maybe not to a mentally ill orderly well that's true (laughs) (laughs) true (laughs) true Archie, you have a sister. I do, yeah. So if she gets kidnapped, what are your moves? Um, when I was oh, a kid, shit. I probably would have been like, woohoo! Um, I get everything <laughs> now. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, no, we had some great like rivalry when we were growing up. So I don't know when we were little. Um, she tried to, uh, God, she like cut my finger one time. I had to go to the hospital. She she told me I was adopted. She did all those like cliche things to like make me think I didn't belong in my family anyway. So <laughs> if she, my parents tried to keep her in Thailand for a little while when she was a little bit wild, but that's the closest we came. Um, were you were you so I'm happy? Supposed to have a sad reaction today. I would have a sad reaction to her being kidnapped. That would be horrible. Oh, I feel like if I were a teenager and my brother was kidnapped, I think I would probably just not look for him. I think I would have been like, oh, that sucks. That's but- such a lie. But wait, Elizabeth, you're like a true crime expert. You're super into it. You're always talking and reading and looking at murder. So how does Elizabeth's kidnapping stack up to the real true crimes you know about? I would say that on a scale of 10 being like the best kidnapping possible. <laughs> The ten is the ba- the black oh, dahlia, yeah, right. <laughs> or or one being like the Sweet Valley High <laughs> kidnapping. Right. I mean, the stories are super. The story is really really ridiculous, and um, the fact that all this happened so quickly and that no like they found her in thirty six hours. We've all seen what happens in stories about people being missing. If you're missing and you're not found within the first twenty four hours, you're definitely going to be dead. Bad news bears. And I said to you earlier, and you said I was fucked up, but I said. I thought it was strange that there were not more rapey undertones. Not everyone gets kidnapped for rape, though. Like there's ransom, there's like, ransom kidnapping. Yeah, but there's this like guy get was back not a ransomer. Ex. He was he was like, I love you. I have to keep you with me forever. For how she, sexual Jessica is at that party. Yes, right. The kidnapping, and her black and white bikini. Very like he's like a Smurf. I don't know. Like he just was like, I just want someone to care for and love me. <laughs> 
Yeah, I thought it was a I little strange a <laughs> because in earlier books that we've read, there's like, you know, some sort of like date rapey moments. There's like men being aggressive with a bikini more than once with Jessica. They're yeah. always untying her. But bikini maybe like tie. the writers were like, this is too traumatic to be kidnapped. And now we can't add a rape scene. I don't know. It seems strange to me that this was the boundary. Well, I'm, you know, I'm not he saying he should have raped her. I'm saying like, I thought it was strange. There was literally no intimations there's... that he was going to rape her in the future. Like when she went to the bathroom. <laughs> Seriously, you just said that at her or something like that. Listen, I have an MFA and I'm very into, you know, uh, the logic of a story. I uh, also thought it was kind of creepy when he brought back the blue card again. I can't stop thinking about it. Really talk about that a lot. What do you think about that, Archie? The blue card again. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) When he he like leaves, he he leaves and goes to work and comes back with a blue card again because she's because she was cold. Yeah. I mean, he's just so sweet like that, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the other thing that uh, struck me as interesting is that it made me really think about some of the old 80s stories that we heard in the news. There were like, this was the, this is the time of like stranger danger, yeah. you know? Everybody um, was being kidnapped in the 80s. Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries. John Walsh with uh, America's Most Wanted. All those things were coming out during that time. My parents were always like, you're going to be kidnapped. They were like, you need a safe word. If someone comes up to you and says, get in the car, your mom and dad have been in an accident or in the hospital, they have to know the safe word. And do you want to know what it was? What? Okay. Maybe this won't be interesting, but my grandfather was like a real abuser. He was like a terrible person and he used to yell at my grandmother all the time. And he'd yell, that's a complete zero. And so <laughs> the safe word was... That's a complete zero, Maxine. That was her name. <laughs> it's my family in a nutshell. My mom, my mom was a waitress and she would be gone for like 12 hours a day. And um, so she would call the house to test us. Ooh. And so she would be like, you know, she's Korean, so she has an accent. And she would call my house and I'd pick up and I'd be like, hello. And she'd be like, hello, Risa, your mama home? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, she was pretending to be someone right. else. She would pretend to be someone else. <laughs> She's got this accent, so it was like, "What's happening?" So I'd be like, "No, my mom's in the shower," and he, she'll, she, she would say, "Oh, she in shower? How long till she out shower?" I would be like, "I like, I don't, I don't know." And she was like, "Okay, I come over now." <laughs> I'd be like, "No, no don't, don't come, <laughs> strange person on the phone." Uh, my parents were pretty lax with me. They let us, uh, we came home to an empty house all the time too. And I remember one time I was so scared because I went in the house and the stereo was on and was playing oh, that is scary. Sensations Love Child. And I didn't know, right? I didn't know how it was blasting this music. So I just stood, uh, I sat in the living room in a chair with the fire poker until my mom got home. Like I didn't know what to do. What did your mom say when you, she came home and she's like seeing you on the, on the couch? Like, oh, somebody probably left it on. She, you know, she thought it was like very dramatic. So she wasn't like, what are you doing with that poker? I told her I was trying to protect myself. Oh, OK. <laughs> um, I, the one other thing that I really thought was interesting about this book that I wanted to talk to you guys about was that it's really like a time capsule of like the 80s, the 90s. Right. Because like if one person had a cell phone, basically all the drama in this book would be over, you know, <laughs> like it would be done. So like, what do you guys remember about the 80s and how our lives were like totally different? Oh, remember calling cards and having to call long distance? Yes, beepers. 
Yeah, I got my first pager when I was 15 and nobody paged me for like oh. six, seven months. I was not very popular. And <laughs> that then, is sad. I, it's very sad. And then finally somebody paged me, but it was uh, the number to Empire Carpeting. So I very excitedly <laughs> called Empire Carpeting. You got trolled on your beeper. I got trolled by my friend Renuka. Why didn't she ever page me? She just, she sent me that. I have, a, so one thing that I kept thinking about that is, um, so far cell phones is one of the things that people always say about me now is that I'm always really timely. And I'm like, cause I'm a kid of the eighties. Like if you didn't oh, yeah. show up on time, yes, they were going to just leave you. Yes. And you know? like how many days was I standing on a curb wondering if my mom was coming? You had no idea. <laughs> You're always like, I mean, that's how we end up being like true crime fans. Cause like you're at a young age and you're like, oh no, my mom has been kidnapped. But literally if Elizabeth had had a cell phone, left her phone in the car, I mean like, you know, this whole book couldn't have existed. They could have called Max Dellen. They could have texted him. <laughs> how did you feel about, how did you feel about uh, all of that? About how they couldn't get her. They couldn't find her for some reason. Well, I mean, for, for a reason, because she was, was kidnapped. Say, she was kidnapped in a shack. What the fuck are you talking about? Um, <laughs> I mean, it le- it goes by so fast. I mean, they're all like lost. And look, Jessica has that lie that she tells Todd, right? Todd, that's his name. And then the whole time really becomes about Jessica coming to terms with how awful she is. And then, uh, but, you know, there's not a lot of searching for her. There's like one day. Um <laughs> They make a few phone calls. Uh, they kind of have a fight at the high school. And then they go to the hospital and bam, like solved. Three solved. So I feel like that's not a lot of time to go missing. And how traumatized <laughs> are you, Elizabeth? <laughs> Sounds like you were very comfortable. Well, she does come back basically unscathed, which I'm like pretty interested in. It also made me think about like high school traumas. Like, do you guys have any like really juicy traumas that you're like unpacking in therapy now from I mean, high school? I feel like my whole high school was a trauma. Like I just didn't fit in. Um, Archie, what were you like in high school? Um, in high school, I had uh, like no friends until like, jun- I had like, not no friends, but I had like Three friends that were like individuals were not like a group. My parents would not let me go out was the thing. I was not allowed out of the house except for school and to go to temple. So like I could only forge so many friendships. And so, um, <laughs> they had to be in social studies specifically. My friends had to be Thai. Like I spent most of my high school years going on dates with my sister because my sister couldn't go on our dates alone. So I would like sit in the car with her and her boy. <laughs> Like I would sit in the basement while they made out in the bedroom. I would sit on the curb when they made out in the car. That that oh that was God. until I got uh, my driver's license, and then I met my friends, and we went to the thrift stores, and you know all that good stuff. How would you call? What would you call your like description? Like, were you a jock? Which you were not. Probably. <laughs> Sorry, but, like jock. Sorry, um, <laughs> no. Theater kid. I was the top scorer in track and field for uh, freshman. And- oh, uh, okay. So I was a little bit of a jock. I tried out for one theater thing. I thought for sure I got the lead. And when I didn't get it, I just pouted through the whole rehearsal. Like I. <laughs> <laughs> like an actress does. Like a diva would. Yes. Um, and so I never got another part after that. Um, but uh, I did track. And then I was like with with alternative kids. That's that's what I would say. Like, I, I do by that do you mean pot smokers? I was gonna say no, queers. I didn't smoke yeah. any pot in high school. I didn't. Post, yeah, shocking. 
I also I also never did uh, like drugs or really drink. I was actually the president of my Students Against Drunk Driving chapter. Wait, what? Um, yeah, <laughs> I know. Plot twist. Plot twist. How'd that come about? Uh, I, I must have run for it and no one else probably wanted it. <laughs> but also I was like very much of a rule follower. I was not like into doing any of it. But the one time I did get drunk. Kelly and uh, what was the other girl's name? Carol, Kelly and Cheryl were like the coolest girls that I knew in school. And they were like very into the cure. And so they had a party that they're going to and I got invited and I was like, what? This is going to be the most exciting night of my life. And then I looked in the mirror for 25 minutes and then I went to the party and they handed me a bottle of uh, Boone's Farm Strawberry Hill. And I think I may have drank maybe half a glass or something. I don't know. But somehow I end up home. And my mom comes, my mom's home early from work. And she's like, oh, you drunk. And I was, I was like, I'm not drunk. And she's like, oh, you drunk, Risa, you drunk. And I was like, no, mom, and no, I am not. And then I like lifted up my foot to take off my shoe and then fell face first right into the kitchen floor. <laughs> I also have a story like that. My parents were divorced. And once I took all my friends to my dad's house to drink all his liquor, I don't know why. I don't know. Whatever. But we did. And then I got home and like just fell over. <laughs> my mom was like, what the fuck? And then the next day I was so sick. I dry heaved like all day. Then I didn't drink for a long time. I didn't get I got invited to one party in high school and then but I threw a party too when my parents left and we opened the liquor cabinet that was the first time I drank and I remember everyone getting so drunk this girl tripped and I was like oh you need like frozen peas on your knees like that will help <laughs> and so I like took the bag of frozen peas and opened it and sprinkled the frozen peas over her head and the party got like, so it didn't get out of control because there weren't a lot of people, but like the door to my house was just open. So like neighbors who were like 25, 26 <laughs> coming in to this like high school party. Did you, do you think that you found your, your place in your tribe in high school? In the last year? Yeah. I'm still close to those girls. Uh, yeah. Some of them, but uh, I mean, I was just so, so nobody lost. liked me in high school. I don't I don't talk to anyone from my high school. None of them liked me. If you guys are listening. <laughs> I'm, I'm still hurt. <laughs> I don't really think that anybody liked me, but then I went to my 20 year reunion. Oh yeah, and you were like super popular. I yeah, I and everyone I didn't even get like an invitation to my high school reunions. <laughs> they couldn't find you. I know. That's probably on purpose though, right? I live in the same house, by the way. I mean my parents. <laughs> What, when do you think that you really came into your own though? Like, what would you say to someone in high school who, who can't find them, themselves at this moment? I mean, mine had to do a lot with coming out sexually. So once I got the gay going, you know, that was like freshman, sophomore year of high school. That, that's when like, I started to like stop being such a rule follower and, you know, start to try things I liked like men. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that should be your like tagline on your website. Arch Archie Jamjin gets the gay going. <laughs> yeah. Like how did that. how did you come out? I was dating this girl Arlene, and like I only like half liked her because at this point, like I had lost my virginity to a girl. I knew like it wasn't like the best thing in the world for me. <laughs> I was dating this girl Arlene, and she like left me for some guy that I thought was like not even as cute as me. And I was like, fuck this. Like, if I'm going to get my heart broken, I might as well go for boys. And so I know 
very daring. So I just went into a M4M chat room on AOL and I met a boy from Rockford, Adrian. I, dude, I have heard you tell this story. I would like you to tell it again. It's great. <laughs> I can't tell it off the fly, but you know, the, like I drove like five miles from Champaign Urbana to Rockford to get my. I mean, that's like hours, like five hours. He drove that to is get a crazy. Blowjob. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not even. Was it to give a blowjob or get a blowjob? It was to give and receive one. In okay, good. Mom's geo tracker in the garage. It the was- geo tracker was really a marker of that time. My ex husband drove a blue geo tracker, and that's what really was the panty dropper moment for me. I was like, I'm going to marry this guy. I feel like there were a lot of Ford Escorts <laughs> in my neighborhood. Yeah, that too. But Ford that, Escort. That doesn't even not- sound like a car you want to drive. Not. Those things you could tip the fuck over. They were like golf carts on stilts. Like, I don't even remember if there was a roof. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were they were soft roofs. All yeah. they were dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm you know I love. I'm from Rockford, Illinois. Archie got his first blowjob in Rockford, Illinois, and I love that that bonds us together forever and ever. Yeah, because I probably know the guy. It was but this, this whole thing with the AOL chat room, I mean, that definitely could have gotten you kidnapped. Yeah, for sure. I know, you know, and I, I'm single again now, so I'm like dating on the internet, and I really haven't met anyone because I'm like, I'm scared you're gonna like, one, not look like your pick, but also possibly kidnap me. Like, yeah. there are so many more bots like on, like, like that talk to you online now. And I mean, Dude. when I was first coming out, I was like 18 to 21, kicking back two glasses of wine before I met Joe Schmo at his apartment in Lincoln Park. Like, what the hell was I doing? Oh my god. You're lucky you weren't kidnapped. Yeah. I mean, don't you think it's ironic for somebody who grew up in the 80s to like come back out out in the world now as a single person to like have grown up in a time where they're like, stay off the Internet. Don't talk to strangers on the Internet. And now we've built a whole system about dating dudes on the Internet. It's a nightmare. I mean, and like right now you can only meet people off of the Internet. (laughs) What is what is your worst dating story from that? There's so many. Um one time I went to meet this guy. He worked at the fitness center down there. And he just didn't look like his pick. And I was so done wasting my time with stuff like this. So like I, uh, we were supposed to go to a bar and I was like, you know, I forgot my wallet. And he was like, oh, don't you live like six blocks away? Go get it and come back. I was like, nah, I think I'm just gonna stay home. <laughs> That's what happens now. And uh, I did, when I was 25, I had a guy yell at me because he thought I was a 15-year-old. Ouch. So he thought you were a 15-year-old pretending to be someone older or that you were... Yeah, he thought it was like work. not even legal to be in the bar. And he was like yelling at me for coming on this date with him. I'm like... What did he say? He said, you're not 25. How you dare you fucking lie to me? You're not 25. How'd you get even in here? And like... He, you know that he did that like curmudgeonly like... I'm glad to hear gay, there are gay men who can do that too. I love it. Because I feel like that's basically a drink. Jesus. Yeah, that's like how all men talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Men that's are all trash. I hear. That's all I hear <laughs> when the men talk. <laughs> Archie, as a writing teacher, what'd you think of the form, structure, narrative thrust of Sweet Valley High Books? I mean, I think what I said earlier is perfect. It's like you're reading this book and it's almost like you're reading a picture book. That's how simple <laughs> the language is. Just a photo of Jessica standing in front of a mirror. I, maybe Elizabeth in the back of a trunk. <laughs> I don't know. I just am saying if 
the best thing that could come out of this podcast would be if all the publishers that are listening right now were to approach us and say, Elizabeth, Adrian, we want you to bring back Sweet Valley High. We want you to do the writing. I got to say, we'd knock it out of the fucking park. I'd, I'd be like, that is dazzlingly terrific on my bronze chest. <laughs> what if they were like, you can have no queer people or people of color? We, would we uh, be then like, we got to okay. quit. We yeah, we'd be we like, this thing's called Bookfield. No. Okay. I'd be like, but I do know this Asian Thai lady boy who could join us. Yes. I do have to say the book, though, like the writing and like the action, action keeps going, never stops. That's what never. makes it so fun. Yes. I mean, you can read that book in like two hours in the bathtub. It's a joy. You can definitely tell like why a teenager might enjoy something like that book. But honestly, Archie, this was the best book that's been written so far. Well, in terms of like the control of the writer. So you can definitely tell they're all written by different ghostwriters. And you can definitely tell when you're in the hands of one of the better ghostwriters. And then when you're with like somebody who's total trash. I mean, the way they abuse point of view, like one of my favorite moments of this book was when just all of a sudden we're with Alice and she's like, oh, usually on Sundays I make pancakes for the family but and then you know it's like that's it we never hear from this bitch again there are randomly Haitian white curtains and I just want to know yeah what is that where that came from yeah I don't know, I don't know what a Haitian white curtain is and I don't, I don't think know. it's something that exists <laughs> Hey, you know what, listeners, if you guys can Google that and we'll let you at Archie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm canceled tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Archie, are you ready to play a game with us? I am so ready. So this game is called The Pitch. The Pitch. I give you the opening and you're going to slide it in the end. What does that mean? He, he did not understand that because you started laughing. <laughs> know, she's going to read you a paragraph and at the end... She's going to ask you a question. You answer it. Okay. And it's just basically a game where you're going to, you're going to pitch an idea to us. Well, okay? you really, you're going to like have to put yourself in a Sweet Valley High mindset. You need to start thinking just, about After yourself. reading that book, I am actually there a lot, Adrian. Right. <laughs> yeah. So think of yourself as the only person of color, queer person at Sweet Valley. Which is going to be true because there's no people of color there. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. You ready? A mysterious new student has arrived at Sweet Valley High. Archie Jamjun is the buzz of the school. As editor of the Ears and Eyes gossip column in the school paper, Elizabeth knows that she must be the first to get the scoop to write the most terrific column. But when Elizabeth finds out Archie's deepest secret, will she decide to help him hide it? What is that secret? Dun, dun, dun. In order to come to Sweet Valley High... I had to murder my sibling because only one of us could afford to come and live in Sweet Valley High. <laughs> I mean, that's a book to me. That makes sense. I was like, I love that he went straight to murder. What would, what do you think it would have been? No, secret. I mean, it was perfect. <laughs> I don't want to change it. I don't want to fuck with that. Okay. I'm going to read the second yeah. one. Jessica realizes that her newest crush Archie Jamjun is running to be captain of the cheerleading squad. Oh, Elizabeth, what am I supposed to do? My whole life is being cheerleading captain. And if I lose to a boy, I'll be humiliated. But if I don't let him win, then he'll never take me to the Easter dance. Jessica stomped her glowing bronze foot. Suddenly, Jessica realized she might have an answer. What is the answer? See, it's very important to make your enemies your allies. So I would be Poe 
cheerleading captain, is that the title, uh, with Jessica. And then you know she's going to get me into a lot of bars. She's going to have a lot of man <laughs> friends that are going to take us on island trips and shopping. So I'm very happy to invest this time to be co-chair. I think also in this book, there's like a moment where Archie sits down with Jessica and is like, Jessica, if I was straight, you would be the one. <laughs> right. And then it opens the door for you guys to be best friends. I want to be your gay friend. I don't want yeah. to. <laughs> She's exactly. Horrible. She's like horrible to straight. Archie's but, like, I don't want to date her ever. <laughs> yeah. But you got to let her down easy. And the way you let down someone like Jessica bottom, I mean. is you're like, I, I'm gay. That's the only way to let Jessica down. How do you think she'd take it, though, when she when she when you tell her she, you're gay? What do you think Jessica would say? Oh, my God, she's going to be so happy. Is there a, <laughs> is there a gay in Sweet Valley High? I don't think so. And, not, and she gets to move on to another man. I mean, that's like everything for her. And you're a great cheerleader. Yeah. You are a great cheerleader. OK, Winston Egbert tried to finish his application to go to Sweet Valley High's only tech school, DeVry. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago joke. <laughs> you know, it's a good college when they got a commercial, you know. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Winston Egbert tried to finish his application to go to Sweet Valley's only tech school, DeVry, but his mind was somewhere else. Taking a break, he took a long stroll on Richmond Lane, where the houses were multi-leveled with dazzling manicured lawns. When he couldn't believe his eyes, Archie Jamchit leader of the musical dance troupe, Lady Boys, <laughs> was standing on the lawn, shirtless. Winston's stomach felt like wet noodles as he quietly waved at Archie. What is Archie's next move? I love a man that can make me laugh. What does Winston look like? <laughs> <laughs> and he's from Sweet Valley High. His, his family got some money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um... He can fund my ladyboy dance troupe. Uh, no, you know, I'm I'm a horny high schooler. What's <laughs> what's going on? Let's go. On. <laughs> right. I mean, I've got my shirt off. I'm selling my items. Come on. <laughs> and Winston is buying. Winston and Winston. Oh, I'm turning all the months. men to Sweet Valley. <laughs> yes. Now I wish I had more of these. Oh my oh, God. So beautifully written, by the way. Manicured lawns. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Dazzling manicured lawns. I think Elizabeth and I 100% could be Sweet Valley High Ghost Writers. 100%. You- hey, Archie, thank you so much for being on this podcast. We've loved having you. Do you have anything you want to promote or where can I people find you? Um, Outspoken has a show November 10th. uh, That's Tuesday night. It'll be virtual. So you can go to Facebook, look up Outspoken and there'll be a Zoom link and you can watch the show there. I'll be telling a story there. Also at Filet of Solo, uh, which is in January, it's a virtual storytelling festival. Uh, I have a show. I love everything there and Outspoken will be there. So, Archie, you've been a great time. Thank you for being here. And thank you to the mythical Francine Pascal and the uncredited ghostwriters who turned the shit out so we could read under the covers all night long. Yes, bitch. And you know what? Come back next week because we're going to be jumping ahead to book number 32, where the most scandalous thing ever to happen in Sweet Valley ever happens. Jessica dyes her hair brown. Follow Wokefield on Instagram and Wokefield Pod for all your Sweet Valley needs. Also, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app because like Bruce Patman, 
We live for the applause. The applause. The applause. <laughs> we are doing a lot of singing on this one. Archie, you inspired us to another level of creativity. You. Oh my God, that was so much fun. I'm, I feel like I didn't really talk about the book, but. <laughs> no, you were perfect. That's You're exactly what we want you to do. Is just okay. To talk about You're a joy. <laughs> Fuck this book. Love you all our Love fans. You. Love you. <laughs> <laughs>